VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. And welcome to the show. And you know what? I was going to sing the beginning of that, Why Do Birds Suddenly Appear Every Time You Are Near? But I want you to continue listening to my show, all you faithful listeners. I don't want to scare you away with my singing, but I've got to tell you how excited I am today. I am so excited because our guest today is not only a very close friend of mine and all people with disabilities and a supporter, she is the new Chief Executive Officer of the National Aviaria, Miss Linda Dickerson. Welcome to the show. Well, Joyce, it's good to be with you. Well, Linda, it is wonderful to have you, and I am so excited. I have to tell all the listeners. Here's why I'm so excited. Number one, here it is, a person with a disability as the CEO of the National Aviary, not person with a disability, but they have to be at the school for the blind or school for the deaf or whatever it is. Nothing wrong with that, but when we'll really see progress in America is when CEOs are in for-profit or non-profit companies just like this. That's number one. Number two, because Linda Dickerson is one of my favorite people and one of my closest friends, and I just love her. And number three, I love birds. I'm just so lucky that she is at the National Aviary. So, Linda, first you have to tell our listeners what in the world, of course, being that I love birds, I know birds had something to do with it, but for our listeners throughout the world, you have been the CEO of and an entrepreneur in your own business for many years, and you were the CEO of a consulting company right now. So I know this would have been a hard decision. What made you decide to leave all those years as a successful entrepreneur and make this move? Well, the aviary uh, was at a crossroads in its development, and uh, we have a series of projects that we're involved with that are going to create amenities that have never been done before anywhere in the world. So the opportunity to do something that will be totally new um, and to, in some ways, recreate not only uh, the way zoos present animals, but the way theater presents, uh, in this case, birds, uh, really is what intrigued me, and it caused me to uh, uh, to leave my practice and move over to the aviary. Well, Linda, as a woman with a significant disability, can you talk to our listeners about the incredible significance of having you in this national role. Well, you know, clearly I am an individual with a disability, and all of us who have disabilities know what the employment statistics are. Uh, it's a relatively bleak picture if you uh, want to uh, support yourself uh, and you are a woman and a woman with a, a severe disability. So, you know, the chance to uh, 
to move an actual organization forward uh, is something that I take very, very seriously. And I see myself um, not only as working for all the great folks we have at the aviary, but in many ways working for all folks who have disabilities because, you know, if there are success stories out there, more people will uh, will open their doors to employment, I believe. And I, too, believe that. You know, this is a national aviary. This is a major national organization. And here Linda is as the CEO, and I would hope that, you know, people would start getting over this attitudinal barrier and discriminatory beliefs they have toward people with disabilities. And look, look, you know, look at, you know, this is just one example. And uh, sadly, there aren't more. But I believe, Linda, that you are making a difference. So, Linda, the National Aviary is located right here in Pittsburgh. Could you just take a few minutes and explain how it is different from a zoo? And, you know, I keep using the word national. Do you really have national status? Uh, yes. In 1993, we were accredited uh, by Congress, by an act of Congress, as the nation's bird park, the National Aviary. So we are a freestanding aviary. We have the uh, the nation's uh, foremost collection of birds. We have about 800 birds on exhibit at the aviary, um, about 600 of which are, uh, you know, available at any given point. Um, we have a summer bird show that uh, is quite unique and enjoyable. It uh, We've uh, worked with a contractor that does the Disney bird show. And so, in fact, uh, the two presenters that we have this summer, the show's about to open next week, are both straight from Disney World. So it is a Disney-quality show, um, and it airs twice a day, every day but Monday and Tuesday all through the summer. So we have an entertainment component to what we do. We have an education component to what we do, which, of course, uh, nationally is pretty important. Uh, we do distance learning so that uh, children from around the world, really, uh, can tap into uh, the expertise that our trainers have so we can, through the technology available uh, today, uh, we can actually bring any classroom anywhere in the world directly to the aviary to benefit from the programs that we do. Uh, and then, of course, you know, we have our day-to-day visitor component where folks come in and spend a couple of hours uh, walking through the, the many exhibits. We have two freestanding exhibits, meaning that you can interact directly with the birds. They fly around you freely. Uh, and then a series of caged uh, exhibits, although we really are moving towards high levels of interactivity, so we hope that every visitor that comes in has an up-close and personal experience with nature. And, you, you know, and if you're listening to the show here, we're talking to Linda Dickerson, who is the new CEO of the National Aviary. And you know it is the only national aviary in the country, right here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, just a few blocks from PNC Park on Pittsburgh's north side. 
and, and really, I don't know why this is, but Linda, it seems like when you tell people about this, so few people know about this great secret that we have in Pittsburgh. You know, why do you it think is. that is? It's, well, we've not had the budget to do the marketing. We've been putting uh, a lot of our revenues back into building the facility and into our collection. I, I always, I even laugh because everyone focuses on, you know, the national aviary and really, in some ways, it's an international facility. We uh, are doing extensive conservation work in Kazakhstan, the Dominican Republic, and Haiti, and, you know, in places really all over the globe. Uh, and so, you know, I can lay claim to having tentacles uh, way beyond the United States, let alone way beyond Pittsburgh. And so we're doing all of that, and, you know, the bird world and the conservation world is very aware of us, but uh, the day-to-day visitor world, because we haven't had the resources uh, to put in the marketing and positioning, is really less aware of all of the phenomenal things going on at the National Aviary. Well, I'm sure that we'll know about it now, having you as the CEO. And that's right. Linda it was talking to me one day and explained about all the work they do throughout various parts of the world. I mean, it really is. It's called the National Aviary, but it really is international in the scope of work. And it is amazing to see, absolutely amazing. If you haven't been to the Aviary, you have to go. Uh, it, it, it is just, no matter where you are listening to this show, this aviary in Pittsburgh is absolutely phenomenal. And as we mentioned, Linda, it's not like a zoo because it's just really not only focusing on all these types of birds, but you mentioned before about that theater park. Could you explain that for a minute to our listeners? Well, we uh, have on the drawing board an indoor bird theater that will be contiguous to the exhibit space that we currently have will effectively double the size of the existing footprint. Uh, we're currently about 35,000 square feet, and we're adding about 40,000 square feet. And so it will be an indoor bird theater. The stars of the theater will be birds, not humans. Uh, and we'll be using all of the technology and advantages that are available in theater to really make it great show. All right, and we'll talk more to Linda as soon as we come back from break. If you just joined us, we're talking to Linda Dickerson, the CEO of the National Aviary here in Pittsburgh. Don't go away. We'll be right back. You're listening to America's Voice on voiceamerica.com. Be right back. VoiceAmerica.com, your news talk information radio network. 
Albert Einstein once said, nothing happens until something moves. Will your movement towards realizing a dream, making a long-lasting change to your life, or simply putting a daily smile on your face is just a click away. Tune into Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney and free your mind, open your heart, and ignite action in your life. Host and commander in change, empowerment coach, and international speaker, Scott Chesney shares his insights to making the most out of your daily lives. Scott interviews people who are maximizing their lives, the most recognizable transformationalists and leaders around the world, as well as those hometown heroes that move, touch, and inspire the best in all of us. Stay tuned into Maximizing Life for Scott's one-on-one coaching with callers. Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney broadcasts each Monday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney, inspiring you to live life with passion, purpose, and limitless potential. Radio by George is a lifestyle program dedicated to improving the lives of listeners by focusing on the holistic growth of their mind, body, and spirit. Host Eddie George shares his life experiences as well as the experiences of his guest commentators and experts with the listening audience to focus them toward reaching their personal and professional goals. Tune in every Monday afternoon at 1 p.m. PST, 4 p.m. EST to Radio by George on the Voice America channel and learn more from the life experiences of a man who went from being a somewhat unruly kid in the streets of Philadelphia to a retired professional athlete who has become a role model for not only young people but for businessmen and women globally. Plan to spend your Monday afternoons with Eddie George and his empowering talk radio show, Radio by George. That's Every Monday at 1 p.m. PST, right here on the Voice America channel. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. And welcome back. If you just joined us, you are in for a treat today because we're talking to the new CEO of the National Aviary, my friend and yours, Miss Linda Dickerson. And Linda, it is so exciting to all of us and to everyone who knows you to have you in this prominent position. Um, we do have a question here from uh, Washington, D.C., from Peter. And his question to you is, have you on a regular basis mentored young people with disabilities and what is the process you normally use to do this with younger individuals? Well, some of my uh, most uh, accomplished, I think, uh, moments have been really working with some younger folks, some with disabilities and some without. I mean, I, I think really to me, and I've had a lot of time to think of this because about a dozen of the younger folks whom I mentored just graduated. Uh, there was a whole bunch of them that graduated got their masters all at the same time uh, last weekend. So I've been giving a lot of thought to mentoring and I just, you know, I, there's nothing honestly that makes me feel better than to see them move along and succeed and do well. And so that's very gratifying. Um, 
We have a uh, a young man who's going to do an internship this summer who is blind at the aviary. It is the first time they've had a an individual um, who is blind uh, work on their staff, and uh, he is a senior um, at an area high school here. Uh, so I'm looking forward to uh, uh, to working with him. He's interested in international business, and so. Since our birds represent countries all over the world, I think we'll give him some interesting uh, research opportunities. We also currently have a uh, young man with muscular dystrophy who's uh, doing some mapping. We have some eagles with uh, telemetry devices attached to them flying all over the world, and this young man is tracking them um, and mapping them and posting them on our website Um and so uh, he uh, just received his bachelor's degree, uh, and uh, this is a little project that he's helping us with to get started. Uh, so those are just two of the folks, but, uh, you know, there'll, there'll be many more because the area is a place to come and learn, and it is a community resource, and the community includes all people, those with or without disabilities. Oh, and that is so awesome. And I would just tell you, as I know Linda personally, Linda has mentored people for as long as I've known her. I mean, so many young people I have met through her who now have gone on and are very successful, you know, in their career. But she has been, not only has she mentored a lot of people, she is sought after as a mentor for many people. And anyone listening to the show right now, you know, if you're in business, no matter what area of work you're in, if you have a chance to mentor a young person with a disability, that is so important when, as Linda mentioned before, it is often so hard for people with disabilities to find employment to begin with. Linda, I want to talk for a minute about a very favorite thing that you did for me, and that is on my 50th birthday, which I'm 53 years old now, but on my 50th birthday, Linda calls me and she tells me I have to follow her somewhere. She's not going to tell me where I just have to follow her. But this is going to be something for my birthday. So, you know, I follow her and lo and behold, we're at the National Aviary. And being that Linda has been involved with them for a long time, even prior to this appointment as and selection as being the CEO on a national search, she arranged for me to go in, and here's all these people standing there with all these magnificent birds. I remember the first bird. It was an African eagle, and they had all these magnificent birds, and it was like a little private birthday tour. And it was absolutely fantastic. I'll never forget it ever, ever, as long as I I live. But, Linda, do you have patrons or people ever that come there for special parties or special events that can rent the aviary? Yes, we do, of course. Um, one of the most exciting things that I think someone interested in the work of the aviary can do is they pay a fee uh, to become a trainer for a day, and they get to spend a day with our trainers actually working with the birds and seeing all that they do. It's a very popular program. In fact, it's sold out for the next couple of months. Uh, but one that I recommend to uh, all bird people, um, and even some who want to be bird people, 
Uh, the facility is, of course, available for rent. Uh, we just had actually one of our staff got married uh, there. The wedding uh, ceremony and uh, uh, reception was uh, uh, was at the at the aviary. We have a huge tent and an outdoor rose garden, and the weather cooperated, so it was it was lovely. Uh, and we do, you know, a host of those kinds of weddings, bar mitzvahs, you know, you. you you name it, someone's rented the aviary for it at some point. It's actually a very creative space. Uh, we have business meetings there as well, uh, after work, after hour kinds of things. Um, Breakfast with the birds is very popular where you can uh, we, we serve breakfast and then give a backstage tour before the aviary opens so that you can have some personal time with our collection and our trainers. Uh, so for the early birds, shall we say, Breakfast with the Birds is a great way to uh, uh, to, to rent the aviary. Uh, but we're, we're well-equipped to pretty much meet the needs of, of all different kinds of folks, depending on, you know, they, they need to work with our facility rental folks. But it's a great space, very unique venue. If you want to make a point, by using your surroundings, it's a great place. You can literally immerse people in uh, in a natural habitat um, that they wouldn't be able to get anywhere else in North America. And I want to tell you that breakfast with the birds, I love it. You, what you can do, what I do is, I get all my little, you know, all the children in the neighborhood and all my and or nieces or nephews, I get a whole group of people together and I take them to the aviary to this breakfast with the birds. And first, you know, they have a little breakfast, continental breakfast for everyone. And while you're sitting in there, out come some of these birds, such as the penguins, which, oh, my goodness, I mean, they are so sweet. And, of course, that just captivates all the children. And then the trainer takes you through the aviary and, you know, shows you all the birds, talks about the birds, and it is just wonderful. I would recommend that to anyone if they want to do something really special with a group of people. It is just absolutely fantastic. And I think, Linda, you can do, if, if you're interested in any of this, if you just get in touch with the aviary, you can get the cost and find out how to arrange something. Right, exactly. One of our facilities folks will get back in touch with you right away. All right. Well, what are you doing right now at the aviary? What are some of the programs you're featuring right now? Well, we're getting ready to open the Summer Bird Show, which opens uh, on the 2nd. So uh, we're trading a bunch of birds right now uh, who we picked up from Orlando. So uh, that's, uh, that's the big thing. And we are preparing... For a mid-July opening of our Lorikeet exhibit, uh, which will be an interactive exhibit, we'll have uh, oh about twenty uh, Lorikeets, which are very small, colorful birds, very friendly, uh, relate well to humans, and you'll actually be able to buy cups of nectar and go into the Lorikeet space. And the birds will land on you to feed from the cups of nectar. So that will, that will be something in July. Uh, we'll be able to take about 60 or 70 people a day 
for the exhibit, so uh, you'll have to make arrangements uh, in advance uh, if you want to be sure to get into the exhibit. But it's a, it's a great way to uh, uh, to interact directly with the birds. I had the pleasure. I did a tour of uh, aviary facilities throughout the South a couple of months ago and went to a zoo that has a similar exhibit, and it's great fun. They have the birds all around you. I have a photo of me with 10 of these birds all over my wheelchair and me. It's kind of cool. So we're hoping we have lots of those great experiences for our visitors once that exhibit is open. Um, so those are the two big projects right now. That will be awesome. You know, I was in Florida for the first time seeing a friend of mine, Carolyn uh, Hall, visiting her. And they were near the water, and I went through this little area we walked through, and oh, my goodness, they had everything. They had just all these exotic tropical birds. Of course, you know, they were out in the wild just, you know, flying around, uh, like, you know, the brown pelicans and the white pelicans and just all of them, and they are so magnificent. And here you are, go to the National Aviary, and you can see it all at one stop. And have it a, is they, not. We have a great pelican. His Pardon? name is Dexter. We have one pelican. His name is Dexter. And he's a rehab bird. He can't catch fish. Uh, he was involved in some sort of an accident, and so he can't in the wild catch fish. And so they delivered him to us, and uh, we feed him. And he is just Great. You'll have to come see Dexter if you want to see a pelican. Okay, that'll be one of my favorite birds. No doubt about it. I love pelicans. That will be one of my favorite birds. And if you just joined us, don't go away, because we're talking to the new CEO of the National Aviary, Miss Linda Dickerson. You're listening to VoiceAmerica.com, where disability does matter. We'll be right back to tell you about more exciting programs at the Aviary. From our home to your speakers, voiceamerica.com. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. Ever wonder what are the favorite travel destinations of the Hollywood Jet Set? Where do celebrities like to go when they aren't walking the red carpet? Tune in to Traveras Celebrity Travel Talk with President of Traveras, David Manning, and Lisa O'Hurley, golf aficionado and wife of actor John O'Hurley. On Traveras Celebrity Travel Talk, David and Lisa talk with well-known actors, sports celebrities, and entertainment insiders to find out about their favorite travel destinations and what they recommend. 
On Travera Celebrity Travel Talk, David and Lisa also offer up feature vacations each week and last-minute deals for your next getaway. Find out what's new and exciting in the travel industry, as well as how to raise money for your nonprofit organizations while enjoying a wonderful vacation. Travera Celebrity Travel Talk with David Manning and Lisa O'Hurley broadcasts each Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Travera Celebrity Travel Talk, your inside look into celebrities and travel. Join Patricia Raskin, host of Positive Living on VoiceAmerica.com, Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This program brings you practical and inspiring principles for living a more authentic, engaging, and passionate life. Patricia's guests will give you a formula for connecting, giving, forgiving, and miraculous living. So tune in and call in to Positive Living Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern and 11 a.m. Pacific Time right here on VoiceAmerica.com. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now, please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joy Spender. And welcome back. And if you just tuned in, we're talking to Linda Dickerson, who is the new CEO of the National Aviary, which is headquartered right in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. But as Linda mentioned, really it could be called international because they do work across the world. This is a place you must see. And we're so excited to have Linda there. Linda, I know that you have a new exhibit coming, Lori's and Friends. I think it's coming on July 7th. Can you tell our listeners about that new exhibit? Well, that's what I would say. It's the, it's the exhibit where our visitors will be able to go in amongst the large stories. Um, and uh, they'll purchase little cups of nectar. That's, oh, that's the same one you were already talking about. Are these the right. people from Disney? Uh, no, Lori's are actually being done. Um, our, our folks are doing the Lori's exhibit. Um, oh, you should see the Lori's. Now we got them as babies. They're in incubators. And, oh, my God, are they cute. I, they're not large enough now to be in the exhibit, but you're just watching them grow. It's just so much fun. I mean, the trainer you were talking about from Disney, is that for then the theater part? That's for the Summer Bird Show, right. This is the part right now that you're talking about where you're saying that you have to have reservations to get in. That's the Lorries and Friends. That opens in July, right. The Bird Show opens in June. Well, that sounds like it's going to be exciting. About how much traffic do you get there at the aviary? About 105,000 people a year come through the aviary. Well, now that you're the CEO, that'll be moved up, we know. We know well, now it'll uh, go to the hundreds of thousands. We're projected to double our uh, attendance, uh, and I think it's very doable. Well, I want to say something about this. You know, on this show, we're always talking about how we want to see Americans with disabilities gain prominent roles. And we are always saying how then we know there'll be change and how we would then support them. Okay, here's your chance if you're listening to the show. Linda Dickerson has dedicated her life to helping people with disabilities, and I know she will continue doing so. But she is a person with a disability, and she is the CEO of the National Aviary. So now we have to now support what we've always been talking about. 
If you're listening to the show, you've got to tell everyone you know to make a point of going to that aviary. Just as we talk about companies who refuse to hire people with disabilities or are not disability-friendly and how we're not going to purchase goods from them, this is the opposite situation. Everyone you talk to, you need to tell them about the National Aviary and be supportive of this whole effort. This is what we've talked about. Now we've got to put our money where our mouth is, so to speak. And, Linda, what are the uh, hours of the aviary? When is it open? Uh, we're open every day except for Christmas, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Now, and then if you, want, if you want the facility, of course, it's open after hours. Now, Linda, when you go to the aviary, normally, if you just want to have a, uh, just walk through and have a tour, you do not need reservations for that, correct? That's correct, yes. Only if there's a special program going on. Generally, our programs are open and don't require advanced reservations. The Lori's exhibit will be probably one exception to that because we can only have so many people a day through the exhibit. Uh, but even there, there will be some open spots every day for someone who really wants to do it. All right. Well, we have another question here from a listener from Ted right here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Uh, Linda, congratulations. I know you have done so much for the Pittsburgh community, for that matter, Allegheny County, well, really, for the whole country. And I know that you work, I don't know how many hours you work, it seems like millions of hours every day, working to help the community. Will this move be hard for you to make with all the millions of activities you're normally involved with? I actually made the decision to come here because I believe that the expansion at the aviary is one of the most significant positive impacts for the Pittsburgh region uh, on the horizon. I believe that the impact of building a facility that's never been done anywhere in the world and doing it in Pittsburgh where with an organization that has an international reach will really do more to advance the competitive positioning of the greater Pittsburgh area than just about anywhere else where I can focus my energy. So it was a strategic decision on my part, believing that the impact from focusing energy here would be greater on the region than by diffusing it and focusing it in a variety of places. And I'm also not withdrawing from the community. The aviary is an important community player. The board has been supportive of my continued involvement in the community. Um, we're starting to have some community meetings and things at the aviary so that more folks can be introduced to the facility. Um, you know, I'm still very, very active and will remain so in Pittsburgh of and and I see the aviary as, as you know, helping, um, frankly, to to, uh, uh, to to be part of that outreach and to engage more in helping to make some other things happen in Pittsburgh. And yes, and I know that you will. I have no doubt in my mind that you will. Uh, actually, uh, Sarah from Canton, Ohio, also has sent several email so I will read one of her questions. Uh, Linda, I am formerly from Pittsburgh and I was so excited to hear the news that you would be the CEO of the aviary. Uh, 
the question I have to ask you is, what do you attribute to your ability to never give up, to your ability to be successful, in my opinion, against many odds, as I, too, am a person with a disability? Well, you know, I look at what, what I can do, not what I can't do. So I use that as a frame of reference, and I say these are the things that I can do, and what does that match in terms of what needs to be done? And then, you know, I I begin to build a support base because no one person alone can do anything, as we are well aware. I think people with disabilities have a very special gift because in order to survive, we have developed an ability to uh, interact with others, and and we have perfected our ability to work with others in a way that many folks without disabilities haven't. And so we can create this sort of symbiosis among a group because it's natural for us. And, you know, that's what success is. It's getting a lot of people to share a vision and to help build that vision and you know it's their success it's not it's not your success and so I think having a disability actually gives you a competitive edge in building a group of folks uh, who are committed to making something happen and whether that's at the aviary or at a place, other place of employment or in your home environment in your community at your church or synagogue it's all the same practice well, I will say Linda has an unbelievable spirit. She really does. And as a matter of fact, for all you listening to the show, you've heard Linda on the show before, and I've talked about this before on the show. But remember, when I came up with the idea to start Bender Consulting Services, imagine this, hiring people with disabilities and then asking someone to pay you for them to be out there on an hourly rate. So many people thought I was out of my mind. So many people told me it would not work. So many people were very negative other than Linda. I still remember her telling me, your biggest problem will be you won't be able to find enough people for the positions you have. So I would say to answer that question that Linda just has an unbelievable spirit uh, and optimism, not unrealistic. You know, I like how she explained it. Uh, but she never, ever has given up in all the time I've known her. And that is why, there, here's your example. You know that story, success is sometimes right around the corner? You know, look at her new position now, CEO of the National Aviary. I, and I, we all that know Linda could not be prouder. So, Linda, you were mentioning that you think that the aviary will actually double the amount of people going through. Your future plans, is your main future plan, this theater that you talked about? Yeah, that's my job, to get the attendance to double. So lots of folks have to start coming. But I'll tell you what, it's a great experience. I mean, if you come once, you come back because it's a really welcoming, enriching environment, and it's something that you can't experience really anywhere else. You can't. And if you are a teacher and you're listening to the show today, for next year when school starts, you've got to take the kids to the aviary. 
I mean, it, they have like a little place there, like a little classroom, and then they bring out, you know, these different birds. If you want to see children really excited, take them to this National Aviary. It really is just such a great experience, but for adults also. I mean, you don't have to be a birder like me to love the aviary. It is just so unbelievable. As Linda said, it's very welcoming. And by the way, the people that work there are so nice, so friendly. Um, you know, but, but it's just unbelievable seeing all these birds at the aviary. Um, and I remember when I first met, is it Elvis? Is that the name of the penguin? Oh, we've got four penguins, but Elvis is one of them. Yeah. I mean, those penguins are just unbelievable. I mean, when that penguin walked out at the uh, breakfast where I took all those children, their eyes, the kids, their eyes were so big, I thought they were going to just fall off their seat. You need to see the penguin. Go to the National Aviary in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and listen, no matter where you are, listening to this show, tell all of your friends to go. We want to support that they made a really good decision. This is Joyce Bender. You're listening to America's Voice on voiceamerica.com. Don't go away. We'll be back to close the show in just a minute. Conversation at a click of a mouse. VoiceAmerica.com I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. Here's a show for baseball players, coaches, parents, and those who love the game. At least 90% of sports success, including baseball, requires mental strength in order to fully benefit from technical ability. And the higher the competition level, the more critical it becomes to possess mental muscle. Tune in every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time to Championship Thinking, hosted by Jim Meyer and brought to you by the National High School Baseball Coaches Association. Jim, sports psychology coach, trainer, and author of numerous articles and the workbook, Championship Thinking, Building Mental Muscle in Baseball, simplifies the mental game with easy-to-understand tools and tips. With his weekly guest, Jim draws from successes with professionals, college, high school, and youth teams, coaches, and players. Learn how to remain confident and focused at crunch time when pressure, tension, and anxiety like to make an uninvited appearance. Tune in and tune up your mental and technical knowledge and skills with Championship Thinking every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time right here on America's Voice, Voice America. Albert Einstein once said, nothing happens until something moves. Will your movement towards realizing a dream, making a long-lasting change to your life, or simply putting a daily smile on your face is just a click away. Tune into Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney and Free Your Mind. Open your heart and ignite action in your life. Host and commander in change, empowerment coach, and international speaker, Scott Chesney shares his insights to making the most out of your daily lives. Scott interviews people who are maximizing their lives, the most 
recognizable transformationalists and leaders around the world, as well as those hometown heroes that move, touch, and inspire the best in all of us. Stay tuned into Maximizing Life for Scott's one-on-one coaching with callers. Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney broadcast each Monday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney, inspiring you to live life with passion, purpose, and limitless potential. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. And welcome back. We've been talking to Linda Dickerson, the new CEO of the National Aviary, a fantastic place, the National Aviary, right here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and all the birds there from the penguins to the owls, they're all waiting to see you. You have to tell everyone you know about this aviary. So, Linda, you must have a favorite bird at the aviary. That's like asking me if I have a favorite child. <laughs> uh, I'm not supposed to have a favorite bird. Okay, well, uh, how about a favorite few? How about that? <laughs> That's fair. I'm really impressed by our sea eagles, which are a relatively new exhibit. They happen to be right outside my office, so every morning I get greeted by one of the world's largest eagles. Uh, and uh, we have, I think, two of only, I think it's seven or so, in captivity in North America, so... Uh, they're a rare bird that most uh, zoos aren't able to exhibit, so we're we're proud to be able to uh, make them available to our visitors, and they are impressive animals. Um, I'm kind of partial to the penguins myself. You expressed um, an interest in the penguins. They're such a popular bird, and they're kind of cute and uh, endearing in a special sort of way. Uh, the interesting thing about the penguin is that they have a spot on their bellies that are like their fingerprints, so that's the way they're identified. Um, and uh, so I come up with all sorts of very interesting uh, penguin facts that you never would know if you weren't at a place like the aviary. And then we've got, you know, we've got, oh, we've got 40 endangered birds. The birds that are extremely rare around uh, the world, and they, of course, hold a special place in my heart because, in some cases, we have the last, you know, handful of them left on the planet. So we take extra special care of those those birds. Um, and I would be partial. We have many, many birds that are rehab birds. So um, I, I suppose my preferences might uh, uh, might be geared towards them as well. Yeah, and you know what? And I, I too, I love so many birds. I do. I love all kind of birds. I, I know it's so hard to choose one bird because there are so many that that you love so much. Although I am a, I do love the owls, but you know, then I love the penguins, and then I love. Everything that's there, so it's you know, it's hard to pick one bird. But uh, if you, you have to but, come, you have to come, Joyce, and see the spectacled owl named Franklin that was actually hatched at the aviary, and uh, 
He's great. You you must pay him a visit. All right, I will. I will visit Franklin because I just love owls. I do. I love them so much. And you too will not believe how great the aviary is, but you've got to get there in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, the National Aviary. And that is at, if you want to read all about it, and believe me, they have a fantastic website at www.aviary.org. I mean a fantastic website. Go to that website, and you will also see on the front a story about uh, their new CEO, Linda Dickerson, which they have as the press release right on their front page. Again, www.aviary.org, the national aviary, the nation's premier bird park. Beautiful, beautiful website, and it will give you so much information about the national aviary. You'll even get to see one of those beautiful little penguins right on the front page where they have these flashing bird pictures that are just unbelievable. So, Linda, what are you proudest of in reference to this aviary? Oh, I'm proudest of the staff. We have an incredible staff. Uh, every day I go to work and learn, you know, one more uh, interesting aspect of the team that's there. It's very clear to me about why that aviary is such a wonderful place. It's, it's all because of just a terrific team of individuals from all over the United States and beyond. Uh, it's really fun to go to work. You know, I've got this team of 40-some people, and I'm still learning who they are and what their backgrounds are, and I um, consider myself to be very fortunate. Uh, to to be their uh, their leader. Well, you know, if you what 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 do you hope that people rem- will remember about your leadership at the Aviary? Mm, I hope at the end of this that you'll see a facility that is contributing uh, significantly more to Pittsburgh as a region. Uh, both in terms of drawing people in here and also advancing conservation throughout the world. Uh, those are really the two things that, in my view, are the reason to tackle this project is to, uh, to continue to do what we can to make sure that uh, the planet continues to be a habitat where all birds can survive and are welcome and that people understand what habitat destruction is doing to species of birds and other animals, of course. And then, of course, to make sure that the aviary has become uh, a key competitive anchor for Greater Pittsburgh, the reason to come here and a valued partner with all of the other many fine amenities that Pittsburgh has to offer. That would be that. That would be what I'd want to happen under my auspices. Do you do something at the aviary, Linda? To uh, is there some type of educational part about showing people in reference to conservation what happens when you know land is destroyed and how when it you know moves out the birds, how that impacts everything else? Well, we have embedded that messaging in many of our educational programming. You'll see it in the signage as we walk around the aviary. But uh, I think, frankly, 
we need to accelerate our efforts to make sure that uh, that the message is uh, more resounding and more clear. Yeah, because it does. It does have such an impact. And, Linda, I'm really proud to hear that you're doing that and that that is a major part of the aviary and the theme of the aviary because, you know, it is so important to all of us and we all have to wake up to this. So, again, the National Aviary in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, is located right on your website at www.aviary.org. If you're in Pittsburgh, only a few blocks from PNC uh, Park on the north side, it is something to behold. It is wonderful. And, Linda, if someone's listening to the show today and they want to make a contribution to the aviary or sponsor a bird, do they just go to the website? The website will help you to do all of that, and we would welcome any contribution. All right, so if you want to make a, if you want to make a contribution to the National Aviary, once again, www.aviary.org. Remember, they can't do what they're doing. They, as Linda mentioned, they also have birds that uh, are in rehabilitation that have been injured and would not be able to live in the wild on their own. That you know that go to the aviary and that now are happily living right here in Pittsburgh, but. All of these things they do, they cannot do without funding. Once again, aviary.org. If you love birds and you're listening to the show, any contribution helps. And if you're interested in a specific bird, if you go to the website, you can sponsor a bird and adopt your own bird, which I have done. It's right on the front of the website sponsor a bird. So, Linda, what message would you like to leave with our listeners today? Oh, just please come to visit the aviary experience, nature, up close and personal. You heard it from the CEO of the National Aviary, Linda Dickerson, and I'm telling you, as the host of this radio show, here's my challenge to you. No matter who you know, no matter where you're living, if you're going to visit Pittsburgh, you've got to go to the aviary. If you're in Pittsburgh, get there now, the National Aviary. We want to support the new CEO, Linda Dickerson. And I will leave you with this quote today from Linda herself when giving a speech in Pittsburgh not long ago, said, always remember, the word ability is housed in the word disability. And isn't that so true? This is Joyce Bender. You are listening to America's Voice on voiceamerica.com. We'll see you at the National Aviary. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com.
from our